Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. I'm Nadine Blaney here with Carl Rudder. It is Monday, the 14th of August. How are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. Better than the market, perhaps. We've got a lot to get through today. We've got a lot to get through this week. It's going to be absolutely epic. But, um, well, a few headwinds blowing us in the face. And now we've got the ASX 200 down by, well, about 1%. Yeah, it wasn't a very good way to start the week at all. Very reflective of the weather outside the studios Mm. here in Sydney. Um, so what do you think? Is it this Chinese property giant country garden shares plummeting, its bonds being pressured um, offshore when its onshore paper was suspended from trading? Debt problems really deepening there in the property sector in China. Do you think it was that? Because doesn't that just mean we're going to see more Chinese stimulus potentially? Well, I'm not too sure. I, I really can't say how much of it is to do with Country Garden in particular. I mean, it's certainly got to be playing a factor. You sort of get those shivers of Evergrande 2.0. But we did have some weak data out of China over the weekend mm-hmm. around sort of credit growth and money supply. Um, it just would seem that this, uh, well, any efforts that policymakers have made so far isn't gaining traction yet. Um, maybe just a lot of words and not much follow through. So, I mean, I think really that's what we've seen. You can see it's uh, midday. The market really taking a significant yeah. tumble. And it was those materials names that were mm-hmm. the uh, underperformers for us today. Yeah, and um, don't forget this is all happening at the same time. We've got reporting season on. And uh, yeah, lots to talk about when it comes to the local uh, earnings that are coming through. All right, well, you alluded to it, the mm. material space, the miners being one of the worst performers, I mean, that's chunky. That's really punchy to see BHP and Rio Tinto down by about 2%. Yeah, no, not trivial for uh, blue chip names to be down by that much. Um, of course, it was right across the board as well that we saw that kind of a weakness. Um, and nine out of 11 sectors, at least when I last checked, were in negative territory. Mm-hmm. We saw some weight from the banks as well. Not as profound in terms of the sell-off, but broad base, nevertheless, off by 0.8% there, the ANZ, uh, Commonwealth Bank, obviously, the, the barometer of our economy, uh, economy here, off by half a percent. Bendigo is one of those companies reporting in the regional banks, uh, down by about 2.7, so really underperforming its bigger peers. Marty Baker, the CEO, saying that, look, its uh, strategy is being executed and uh, that net interest margins were higher. They're not seeing really overt signs of stress in their mortgage holding cohort, but clearly market not loving the detail. Um, Healthcare. Yes, uh, another sector that's, well, largely underperformed. Resmed bounced back, but that's after obviously getting, uh, well, taken to the cleaners over the last three or four sessions. I see a sell-off by 1.2% mm-hmm. reports tomorrow, of course. Cochlear also reports mm. tomorrow. We'll be speaking with Dick Howitt, its CEO. I think it's in the afternoon, so we'll um, remind you of that tomorrow and, of course, get it up online ASAP. 
But yeah, ResMed, I mean, you would think that there would be some that believe in the long-term story of Someone the company Someone had to buy eventually, in. yeah, even yeah. if it's just to buy back your shorts. But um, let's get just to the three, th- oh, actually, sorry, there's more, more on the health check there. Um, broad <laughs> broad based losses, yep. although ProMedica seems to be fairly resilient. Um, Ansel actually, yeah, reporting yep. as well. So um, actually a set of numbers we'll get, it to get through in a second when we break all of that down. But let's get to the three themes. And just before we do, I mean, the obvious one is that we have seen this kind of a sell-off. Point made by uh, Martin Asomasandaram uh, last week was talking about the, the effect that the weaker Aussie dollar has on some of our blue chip names. A lot of the international folks are forced to sell uh, while the likes of CSL, CBA, some of the miners out of their portfolio. So we have seen the Aussie at 64 and a half or around yeah. that at different stages. Maybe something um, uh, of that going on today as well. You call him Matan. I Ma- call him Mathan. Well, Say it again. Mathan Somasandram is how the uh, uh, our, our uh, what, what we say, cultural attaches, is that what you call <laughs> yeah, it in the sure. office? Yeah. Uh, uh, but anyways, my point was, I spoke with him today. He sees the um, Aussie heading down to 63. So yeah, we were factoring that into some of the you know, equations that we were doing around some of these, um, you know, locally listed companies with mm. global exposure. So that my, that was my my plug for the call today. Nathan and David Lane from Ord Manette uh, joining us. And the stock of the day was, well, it was carsales.com, which I think is the best performer. We'll find out in, in just a tick. Mm. What's losing steam? Market itself. Yeah, absolutely. Losing steam. Uh, the results are absolutely flooding in this week. Yeah. It's going to be epic. Um, China property wobbles. We will get to it in a bit, but we're also looking at the next 24 hours being huge on a corporate macroeconomic front, both locally and internationally too. So we're just getting hit with a wall of information right now, which um, well, markets just have to try and find a way to digest. Ansel, we did mention that it was one of the underperformers in the healthcare space. So let's look at why its full year net profit was down by 6.6% revenue down as well, dividend cut. Healthcare sales down. So don't forget that Ansel is cycling, you know, still, you would think, uh, you know, a lot of the benefit that it got through the COVID pandemic period. So trading at $23.53. I'll be interested in reading the broker notes that come out on that one a little bit, uh, well, you know, later today and into tomorrow as well. Absolutely. The great glove glut continues Mm. in Australia. Horizon, though, was another one that we had our eyes on, a blue chip name. Um, Share price movement actually. probably slipped to the bottom of my radar, to be honest. But uh, just looking at the numbers here, full year net profit down 46%, uh, final dividend of eight cents per share, sticking to a 75% payout ratio. But uh, what, what, what do we get as well, far as Well, it was response? interesting. So the share price ended down by about 3%. Um, you know, they saw volumes really being impacted by wet weather, a third party trail derailment, uh, derailment, I should say, you know, amongst some other factors, but they saw coal volumes rising. And uh, that had given the CEO some confidence in FY24, but clearly the market's not buying that really pretty picture that was um, attempted to be painted on the outlook. What did win the day was carsales.com. Mm. Everyone I spoke to agreed that this is you know, a, a strong company, yep. uh, management executing really well, mm-hmm. And, you know, the outlook looking pretty good. So there you go, revenue up by 53%. Yeah, it was really remarkable. And uh, I think, was it you yourself or Andrew spoke to Andrew this? spoke with Cameron McIntyre, mm. the CEO. That's up online. Yeah, it was um, a really good interview. Yeah. Again, just um, the ways that we were, you know, saw the, the weaving of just the, the, the kind of macro there, of course, but also just the, the, the execution of the strategy there mm-hmm. for the business, um, obviously being well, relatively successful, it yeah. would seem. And, and in, in many different markets around the world, you know, mm. Brazil. Um, so yeah. We'll be watching that one. Uh, Lend Lease, this is another 
another company that I wrote up this morning, Kyle. And uh, yeah, uh, down by 3.6% today. So full year net loss coming through. Um, look, it's talking up its funds under management. So there's a bit of a transition going on between Lendlease, you know, transitioning into this fund manager as opposed to sort of what, like builder, um, yeah, executor, yeah. Sort of thing. yeah. Um, but you know, it, it's it's taking some time, and of course, valuations for a lot of these, um, you know, these buildings projects are being written down. So yeah, that was a pretty 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 punchy uh, down. Grade coming through from the market there. Yeah, 3.6% for the day. Uh, last but not least, you did speak about Bendigo Bank before. Mm-hmm. We'll keep an eye on it because while it ties into some of those themes throughout the banks we've um, been following recently, also the Australian economy, um, I think the big development was, of course, a, a miss in underlying earnings and also the net interest margin, I think, was a fraction below uh, where uh, analysts were uh, expecting. And there is the sense now that we've seen a bit of a peak for both um, profits and margins for, for the banks. and. Well, perhaps this hinted at that just a little bit too. So uh, the uh, share price was down uh, for the session by how much in the end? I'll just keep a, uh, a or try and take a look at now, uh, almost 3%. Um, so uh, a disappointing result mm. that has to be said from, from Bendigo and Adelaide Bank. Yep, of course, talking about digitization and also cost control. So it is, you know, when we're reading through all of these results, it's just so interesting to, you know, to hear again and again and again headcount cost controls. Mm. You know, even JB Hi-Fi really talking up um, its ability to control costs and the cost of doing business, et cetera, et cetera. So that gives us um, some insight into the state of the labor market here in Australia as well. But let's let's just, you know, weather's dismal. I do like your new haircut it's though. It's keeping, it's, it's keeping the shine coming on here. Yeah, um, yeah. it's, it's like a sunny day. It's like you've constantly got a good idea or something like that, just lighting up. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, Let's focus on the positive. Carsales.com, it was the stock of the day. Let's listen into what my guests had to say. It's probably a better play, uh, but I think, look, it's hard to go against people like car sales and REA because they have a number of leverages to play. Uh, they can pull a lot of levers to get keep the growth rate going. Um, they're not going to get blown away, um, mm-hmm. and they're a diversified model. So. Hard not to like them, uh, but yeah, I would not be chasing here. If you want the same thematic, um, if you think the overall macro holds up, then Seek is probably a better play for you. A very, very similar view. We've got a hold on them. Um, think that they're an excellent business, very, very well managed, and that result shows that they can deliver and that they're, they're doing very, very well. Um, but yeah, as, as Nathan said, the, the valuation probably doesn't hold up at current levels. We've got a Fair value on them of about $23. So they're currently trading above that. Uh, now the analysts may well look at today's result and, and readjust that, but at the moment, I uh, got a, a whole recommendation on. So would you say the consensus there was sort of a hold at the moment? Hold only because of you know its valuation, but yeah. you know really like the business and long-term success story, Australian mm-hmm. success story, all the rest of it. But yeah, they're, overall they're pretty positive on it. Yeah, totally. And seven percent on the day really ran higher into the close as well. So yeah, it did. Good news there for car sales. Hey, Josh Gilbert from eToro is patiently standing by, listening to us natter on. Josh, when you think of the day. Like, what was it that sent our shares so significantly lower post 12 p.m., do you think? 
So I think a lot of it came from from China. Um, obviously, a lot of weakness there today. Uh, again, just seems to be bad news after bad news in, in China. I think a, a lot of it came from um, some fears from sort of the largest uh, one of the largest um, private wealth managers um, sort of not meeting payments and that sort of spilled over into the sort of the property sector. And, and I think that just general sentiment around um, just just sort of, uh, you know, put a bit, a bit of a bearish spin on the markets today. I think iron ore dropped pretty significantly, about two and a half percent. That then saw um, material sector fall uh, as the lowest sector of the day. I think it was down 1.8 percent last time I looked. So again, that's had a big um a big weight on the market. I think, you know, BHP down two and a half percent, Rio Tinto. When you've got major names like that down uh, quite significantly, it's always going to be a drag on the market. After what I thought was, you know, a, a pretty decent day um, in, in regards to um, in regards to reporting season. But yeah, I think that, that news from China today has just sort of dragged the market lower. Yeah, certainly has got us off on the, uh, the wrong foot. Uh, we're still seeing some steam coming out of tech and that kind of line us up for, I guess, a week open to today. So uh, Wall Street tech, I, I should say. So again, starting to see maybe some of the steam out of the uh, the, the, the rally come out on uh, on Wall Street. Yeah, so I think that the, the idea now is that we've we've gone from looking at this idea that you know, rates are going to be cut. Or we've seen the last hike from from the Fed. I think you know we, we investors wanted to see that that was going to be the last hike. I think inflation data probably was in line with what most of the market had expected. Headline picked up a little bit, but core was the sort of the main number that sort of fell. But I think now the the expectation is okay. Well, rates are still going to stay a little bit higher for longer. We've got oil picking up quite significantly. That's going to sort of feed back into this sort of inflation print again as well. Um, so I think that you know investors are now turning to the idea, as I say, that rates are probably going to stay higher for longer, even though we might have seen the last hike from say the RBA and from the Fed. You know those rate cuts really aren't on the horizon until the middle of 2024, which I think is is dialing back some of those expectations. Um, that we had earlier in, in the year and why I think uh, tech did so well early on. So I think, yeah, we're, we're sort of taking a bit of a welcome breather that I think many expected. Okay. Um, when you think of this upcoming session in the States, overseas, UK, whatever, uh, what's really on your radar? It looked to me to be pretty quiet out there. Yeah, I think we had a big a big bulk of data last week, really, um, obviously from that US inflation reading. I think China tomorrow is probably going to be where we see most of the action coming from. Big data dump there. We've got uh, retail sales. We've got unemployment and uh, industrial production as well. So again, that's going to be the, the key, I think, to, to all of this, um, especially after the back of last week's data. We had CPI, which obviously fell to deflation. We had exports contracting even further. Um, and we're still not yet to see sort of that, that action uh, from officials in regards to sort of stimulus measures. So I think you know, this, we've obviously got central banks there that are obviously moving cautiously as well. The PBOC aren't quick to be sort of cutting rates. We've got the yuan trading, at, I think, yearly lows as of today as well. So you know, they don't want to put any more pressure on that. But again, what I think we saw last week from that deflation reading in China was that, you know, maybe bad news could have been good news for equities in terms of a silver lining being, OK, this is when we're now going to see stimulus. This is when we're now going to see, um, you know, the, the sort of policymakers step up. But that hasn't been the case. So although I think investors are maybe thinking, OK, look, more bad news 
could be good news, but that hasn't proved to be uh, sort of the case yet. And I think that, you know, they, they've held out on stimulus. I'm not sure why tomorrow data may be any different. But again, if, if it shows further signs of deterioration, we're going to see more weakness in China tomorrow. And I think that's going to spill across global markets. This is the only economy really, or the largest economy that sets to show the largest growth um, in the in the world this year. So if that continues to to sort of deteriorate, then that has global repercussions on not just us here in Australia, but also over in the US as well. And I guess likely tomorrow, and probably for the next few days after that. I mean, a lot of traders will be keeping their eye out for some you know fairly significant earnings results from ASX listed companies. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've kind of focused a little bit on reporting season probably over the last sort of week or two maybe put macro uh, locally to, to the side a little bit um, we've still got some big uh, news macro uh, wise this week as well we've got unemployment and wages data yeah. um, so two pretty key um, data points to, to sort of keep an eye for there I mean the wages number I think is going to be really important that's obviously a quarterly reading that's set to rise again um, and un unemployment is, meant, is, is expected to stay uh, very resilient where it was I think about three and a half percent so those two numbers, again, I think just show how hot the labor market is right now and are two numbers that probably the RBA are wanting to see go lower. And in terms of reporting season, yeah, I think I think we've got CSL it's tomorrow. Then we've got Telstra later in the week and Transurban. So it is a, a huge week in, in that sense as well. I think CSL, CSL will, will probably capture uh, most of the attention there. But I think... You know, what we've seen so far and probably what investors, um, especially looking for tomorrow on CSL, is a little bit of resiliency. Obviously, they downgraded in sort of, you know, peak sort of confession um, in that confession window. And, and maybe maybe it was maybe a little bit overdone in terms of that, that sell off. I think the focus will be looking at fiscal year 24 because they downgraded guidance on that when they downgraded guidance for fiscal year 23 as well. So we can maybe get a little bit of positivity coming through for, for fiscal year 24 then I think the market uh, may may like it given how far it's sort of sold off since that sort of early confession as well. But yeah, I think those are the names to watch, uh, CSL, Transurban um, and Telstra later in the week. Okay, thanks for the heads up, Josh. Hey, I hope you have a good night and uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks. Take Josh care, guys. Gilbert, they're joining us from eToro. Well, I think we've sort of foreshadowed some of these leaders in Laggard, so we might be able to keep this pretty snappy today. Mm. What do you think? I think car well, sales. Well, let's see what they are. Yeah. It's, uh, car sales at the top there. Uh, Lake Resources regaining ground. It's been volatile recently, it actually. It sure has. I can't pronounce the, the, the mine or why it rallied in 20, uh, 22% in the space of a, a session. But Thursday, uh, there was an update about a particular mine. It got delivered on Friday. That update share came off by 5%. We've bounced by 6%. I don't think there's any other news than that. Um, I think we'll uh, leave it there. Okay, Imogene. So uh, it's Vaccina has cleared a trial of cohort three of its IT monotherapy. So good news there and testing. It's a biotech, of course. Sims Metals is up by 3%. No news there. And Boral just still, Follow you know, through, looking yeah. really, really good after its result last week. There's lots mm. of positivity about Boral. And in fact, it came up on the call again, yet again today. Nice. Um, you know, just, well, I mean, actually, Mithin is taking a bit of profits in that and James Hardy, but, you know, good result coming through there. Yeah. Um, Legards, again, let's look for our reporting season morsels. And, and elders, was, did you find any news no, on the end? I, no I couldn't news find on anything, elders. but it was obviously a significant move. So we'll see if, I don't know if there's any director selling or something that, uh, that we can get, um, I guess, in the next couple of days is when that perhaps becomes known, but Pilbara Minerals, 
well, it's just a, a high beta play on the material sector, of course, but after running up fairly significantly, it's back to around five bucks. Um, some of those lithium and rare earth names. Alchem um, reported last week and uh, it has seen its price target lifted 1% to $19.20 per share by Macquarie. But I just think there's n sometimes on a negative day, like it's just negative in the lithium small, names. Small yeah, it's just overshooting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's so, been yeah. you know it's been quite the run. Okay, so tonight we already said there's really honestly not a lot happening. We're not being lazy. There just really isn't on the global scene. But we've got tomorrow plenty to go through tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Macro here in China and earnings. This is just a, obviously small uh, snapshot of them. But CSL, Cochlear, Prime Minicus. Uh, Seek, Treasury Wines, Challenger was one that Brody Harold said that he's got his eye oh, yeah? keen on. Uh, and Nabs Corley report too, uh, can be market moving. Minutes and wage price data, uh, interesting, 3.7% is the forecast, but I think there's the sense that it doesn't take into account perhaps some of the uh, little institutional changes that we've seen around the minimum wage. So. Um, maybe not as impactful, but you never know if it comes to the upside. Obviously, we'll be talking potentially about rate hikes again. I didn't spend a whole lot of time on air today, Kyle. I got the call and now I'm mm. lucky to be here with you. But I will say this, out of the corner of my ear, I heard a lot of amazing interviews happening. Um, some of them will be in our newsletter, the COB, that's it's an accompaniment to this podcast and this uh, this show. But uh, yeah, who'd you chat? You had Paul Brennan in for um, The Big Picture. What was his assessment? Um, talking just about the kind of case for Goldilocks and then we sort of picked apart a little bit the second order impacts of that which is okay well we get uh, potentially stronger growth and inflation coming down but you know is there the risk that it starts taking off again and we sort of see lift, uh, inflation lifting off of a higher base. Also Sean Callaway coming in giving a very in-depth uh, analysis on the property market, uh, sorry the, uh, the foreign exchange market of course as well so that was uh that was also equally interesting so well of course always with me a lot of macro chat really enjoyed that but um yeah shaping uh setting us up really well for the week yeah he does love his big picture but we've got on our website all of our reporting season analysis that's really easy to get to you just go down the page and there's a rail as we call it in the biz yeah um <laughs> with all of the reporting season interviews that we do during the day so getting stock specific um shall we we shall i all hope right. you have a good night see you then Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.